Yes, good evening. It's eight o'clock and it is Monday night, which means only one thing. It's time for Fat and Ginger. It's that time of the week, isn't it? It is yeah. that time of the week where everyone leaves disappointed. <laughs> uh, and it's it's a Monday too. And Monday nights, usually most people are pretty knackered from the weekend. Yeah. They just want to go home, rest, watch a bit of maths, yeah, go to it. bed. Yep. Instead, we have to trawl our ass here. That's right. No, but it's, it's for a good cause. What? No, it's not for a good no, cause. No, it's not. No, it's nobody's listening. Self-indulgent. Yeah, pretty well, much. We're going to talk about that later on, how we actually got a call last week. Yeah, well, that was great. Well, we did talk about it last week, but before we do that, how about the boys before us, mate? Oh, mate, that was sensational, wasn't it? First time. They were on fire, sharp, professional. It was great helpful. to listen to on the way in. It gave me hope. Hope for what? Oh, just that someone was listening. <laughs> That's right. Well, they're here. <laughs> so, look, we've got another massive show as always. Look, we're going to, uh, Luke gives us a lowdown on, and I never say this right, sriracha sauce. How do I say it? I don't know. I wrote it down. Sriracha. Sriracha. It's, it's spelt. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, that sauce. That sauce. And I correct a few misquoted movie lines. We'll chat some more about the fact, like I say, we actually got a caller last week. I'm still cock a you, You've been that. up all week about that. I have. You? As always, we'll attempt And to it m- wasn't like a call where we should be up and about. It no. was to pay us out. It was, and then you hung up on us. Yeah, yeah and but- we were that excited. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when, you're, when you're expecting Devon and you get champagne ham, <laughs> well, not even, when you get, I don't know, Very Strauss. good analogy, Tim. Uh, as always, we'll attempt to make, the, make it through the mailbag. Uh, Lockie Stevens will give us an update on stuff. Aussies in Hollywood has a go at perhaps our most risque scene so far. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll talk to Tim now, Dan. If we're ever going to get a complaint. <laughs> It'll be about this one. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk to Dim Downs about the Geelong Dragons All Abilities footy team. And finally, in That's Crap, I'll have a go at Easter eggs while Luke unloads on modern movies. Uh, the hoodoo gurus, you can't beat them. Still great after all these years. What do you reckon, Luke? Where do they sit in the hierarchy of Australian bands of all time? Number 33. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a definitive answer to that. That's uh, what I mate. You know, I've found in life, if you don't know the answer, just sound confident. Yeah, and you did sound confident, yeah. and I listened to it and go, yeah, Tim knows what he's talking about. That's it, just sound confident. Everyone out there's writing it down now, 33 hoodoo gurus. Yeah, now, who's the 32? Um, Midnight Oil. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, oh, and after that's Ice House. So 32 is midnight oil, 33 is a hoodie guru. Honestly, I thought you were just and making I, it up. It sounds like you really have a list. I am making it and up. You probably work on it daily. No, I do. Yeah. In all that spare time I've got. Now, <laughs> now, look, before we get into my main topic, which I want to talk about, which is misquoted movie lines, mm-hmm. on the weekend I was making toast with the kids. Now, when the kids have toast, there's three staple sort of spreads that go on them. Strawberry jam. Right. Promite. And we'll get back to the fact it's not Promite. Yeah, yeah, hang yeah, on. We need to talk about that. Go on. Yeah, later. All right. And peanut butter. Right. And. And well, always, fairly standard. Yeah, yeah, and I've always heard Americans bang on about peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Now, jelly is what they call jam. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And I gave it a try, and holy moly, it is spectacular. Is there a reason they talk about it like they do? Was it amazing? It is spectacular, yeah. It is fantastic. You fully understand why they bang on about it so much. Okay. It's the same reason that I think Canadians, I don't know if it's Canadians or Americans, put maple syrup with bacon. Yeah, Yeah, I haven't heard that one. It sounds strange, but once you try it, it's that whole mix of fat and sweet. Ah. And it's just awesome. Awesome. So after about four slices of toast with peanut butter and jam on them, yeah, yeah, I can't recommend it highly enough. If you're out there, especially if you're wanting to work on your type 2 diabetes, 
get into the peanut butter. That's where to start. Yeah, oh, mate. Well, it worked for Elvis. See, I can't eat peanut butter, Tim. Yeah, what do you mean? I can't eat it. It's disgusting to me. It's one of my worst no, foods. No, you choose not to eat it. No, no, no. I, 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 it literally makes gag? me ill. Yes. Anything, oh, I can eat peanuts. I can't eat peanut butter. It makes me gag. Okay. If I was to mash up some peanuts and put it in a cup, could you eat that? I don't know. I've never tried it. Well, because that's almost peanut butter, isn't it? I'm just trying to see where the line is. Maybe it's the butterness that makes it. What about, okay, are you more, not allergic, that's the wrong word, but do you hate smooth more than crunchy? No, there's no, I I don't eat any No differentiation. No, it's the taste, even the smell. So my kids will eat it. Mm. So they'll leave it on the knife. Mm. I have to go and put it away and get a new knife. Which I I rarely do. I usually don't care. Like whatever's on it, I'll have a little bit of that, a little bit of uh, flavouring. No way. No, cannot be around it. So Uh, I'll never be able to experience it the way you've just experienced it. No, you won't. Yeah, it'll be a closed book to you for your whole life. Having said that, my dog does love peanut butter. (laughs) Yes, so I've heard. Um, (laughs) Now, is this the same for your siblings as well? Like growing up in the house? Uh, it wasn't big in our house, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but I know my kids just love it, so yeah. it's always there. And see what it looks like. That's yeah. what it smells like to me. Now, I've just got to point out to listeners, it's uh, it's 13 past eight. So far, they've found out that Hoodoo Guru is another 33 band in Australia. They're winning already. And they found that Luke doesn't like peanut butter. What else is there to know? Oh, mate, this, I'll tell you what, you just, this we're, show... We're an gives, informative show, aren't we? Really? just keeps giving out. <laughs> what I want to talk about tonight is famous movie quotes or lines that are misquoted all the time to the point where the misquote becomes... Becomes the, the famous the, the, quote. The famous quote. So what do you got? And, well... <laughs> I've sort of painted myself into a bit of a corner because I started doing this. I thought this is going to be a great topic because there's two that I'm very passionate about. Okay. And I thought this is a fantastic topic. This is going to go. It's going to run and run. Yeah, run and run. We'll have to stop at 10 o'clock. But. No, there's a, at the end of the day, there's only a couple, but the good ones are right. Okay. What do you got? So the first one is the one that perhaps you and I have spoken about previously. Now, given that Luke is your first name. Oh, I get it all the time. Yeah. Luke, and, and Luke, I am your father. That's right. And Luke's around the world bang on endlessly about it, right? As if yeah. you've had a tough life. Mate, you should try to be called Tim, right? First, there was Timmy the dog off the famous five or whatever it was. And then Mel Gibson <laughs> made the movie Tim. Which right? no one saw. So no, it shouldn't no. have been too bad for you. Jeez, <laughs> he, he admits to that one. Was, were you yeah. in that, Mel? Nah. Nah, Tim. No, no, no. I don't even know he's who you're talking on, about. He's probably on yeah. board every Let's just talk about Lethal Weapon, shall we? That's right. Probably going out and bought every single video of it and DVD yeah, and Peter Max and everything. Got rid of it. Just put it through the shredder. Yeah, which is good for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's great for me. And then, of course, the big one in the early 2000s was South Park. Ah, oh, Timmy. Timmy. Every yeah. idiot you ever met in any social circumstance, no matter how formal or informal. And, and that really annoyed you, did it? Because I've Not never, at all. I've never Not done that to you. Not so now all. that no. I know your weak point. No. What did you tell me once? Never. Never. Never, never show your weakness. Never show your weakness. Okay, I'm just jotting this down. <laughs> South right. Park, Timmy. Timmy. You will and be getting that three or four times a day. I look forward to it. And we're going to work together tomorrow, so I'm sure we'll get it then too. Yeah. So, so go back to Luke. Yep. I'm your father. Okay. Because that's not actually the line. So what is it? He doesn't say the line. So they're having a bit bit of a chat, right? So he's chopped his arm off. He's hanging off the gantry. There's windy. So he's probably not in his best shape. No, that's right. So it's not exactly Nescafe ad stuff, is it? You know, they're not doing well. There's wind. There's a big drop. You know, things are tense. He's probably sitting up there thinking, how am I going to tie my shoes later? That's right. That's right. Or, you know, this is the hand that I write with. This was the hand that I wrote with. On the plus side, (laughs) I get double the amount of gloves. That's right. When I buy them. So everyone wins there. And, And then they start having to talk about, you know, father hood and stuff like that it seemed like a strange moment to me but whatever okay yep. and he goes and I don't know what the preceding line is it's you never I thought you killed my father well, no Obi-Wan told me that you killed my father and he actually says no I am your father 
So it's not Luke Iron. So why have I been copping this my whole life, mate? I wish I'd have known that before tonight. I would have turned around and said, hey, mate, you've got the line got wrong. Got the line wrong. Get your stuff right. Yeah. You've, like, you've robbed yourself of credibility and you're not funny. Go away. Yeah. And the other thing is I look nothing like you, mate. Like, like who? Luke Skywalker? No, like whoever's saying that line to me, oh. Luke, I'm your father. I'd turn around and go, well, I'm not really sure who my dad is. No. Are you being serious with me right now? Or? <laughs> that's right. That's but, uh, yeah, be, it would have been nice to know, look, mate, you got the line wrong. That's right. Go away. Go away. Watch Empire Strikes Back. Work on your Come stuff. back and see me. That's right. I'll meet you here in two weeks. The delivery was sharp, the content yeah, lacking. Exactly. That's what you should say. So there you go. There's one line that's wrong. What else you got? All right. So the other one I've got is, uh, oh, this one's a historical and a movie quote because the movie was based upon the historical events of this thing. Okay. And it was about the moon mission. One of the moon missions, Apollo 13, Tom Hanks, uh, Gary yep. Sinise. Great film. Uh, someone else famous, and I can't remember the three of them. Um, sitting Bill in the, Paxton, I Bill think Paxton, was one of the guys, yeah. Because one of them gets swapped out at the last minute. And Kevin Bacon, is he in it Yes, too? that's right, because I think Bill Paxton gets swapped out. Anyway, yeah. the mission was plagued with problems from the start. They had the guy get sick, so they had to swap someone out, all yep. sorts of stuff. And finally, the big thing happens. And what's the famous line? Houston, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Which is incorrect. Why is that incorrect? It's incorrect because what they actually said, I'm going to refer to my notes here, Houston, we've had a problem. Ooh. Completely changes it, in my opinion. Well, Houston, we have a problem. It's not as pithy, is it? We've no. had a problem. You go, well, you've had a problem, but well, it's probably been solved yeah, by now. Yeah, you fixed it by now. Yeah. When really, what they should have said was, Houston, we have a problem because they did have a problem. And it was still ongoing. It was still ongoing because the air and yeah. oxygen was... Houston might have said, oh, they had a problem, but... They're astronauts. Yeah, they, they can fix it. that. Yeah. That's right. Even Homer could fix it. Remember him with the uh, unanimate carbon rod? That's right. And he, yeah. the unanimate carbon rod got the parade, didn't got, he? Got all the press. Now... Yeah. And, and, and while you're on that, yeah. there's another famous space quote that was incorrect. I don't I don't know if you're aware yeah, of this. Yeah, go on. I think I might be. So uh, Neil Armstrong yeah. landed on the moon. And what did he say? He said, yeah, one small step for man, one, one giant, giant leap for, for mankind. mankind. And what was the controversy? Well, man and mankind are the same thing. That's right. So he should have said one small step for a man, That's one giant leap for mankind. And he wasn't he, sure for a long time. whether he, he sort of said, yeah, I did say it, but it must have got lost. And then they came back and said, well, no. We, We've got the whole recording the here. You're full of shit now. Yeah, you can't. You just marked up, mate. Yeah. And so he said, okay, Miss Grape. They reckon a guy went through it with, you know, digitally or whatever with the whiz-bang stuff, and he reckons he did say amen. Oh, he did? Yeah, but, I mean, you can't hear it, so what's the point? Yeah. So it should be one small step for amen, one giant That was leap. probably about the time they were pretending to film on the moon, oh, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Is that, is there, is there, where's that come from? Because oh, there's some great theories out there, but that's one that you go, well, maybe. What about the flat earthers, Tim? It, it comes, what do you think it, about them? On, we'll get on to them in a minute. <laughs> it comes from people that have never done group work before. Okay, yeah. so what they're saying is... What they're saying is that, I mean, how many people were probably, the Apollo 11 mission, how many people would have worked on that in the broader context? Oh, there would have, must have been hundreds. Hundred, well, thousands, right? Yeah, yeah, over the yeah. course of the, all Let's the missions. Let's say conservatively 5,000. Yeah, right? okay, yeah. So you're asking 5,000 people to have kept a secret for the last, what is it, 60 Not years. only a secret, the biggest yeah, secret the, of all time. That is that is man's ultimate achievement. That's right. right there. The biggest secret of all time, and I expect 5,000 people at least to yeah. keep that. And also 5,000 people not to have told their wives or husbands or partners or kids or anything. But maybe those people didn't exist, Tim. Anyway, right. <laughs> well, you're going for that flat earthers too. Hey, I've got another line for you too. Please. Um, that, that's often misquoted yep. uh, from movies. Um, so you would have seen the film Casablanca. It's an old classic. Yep. A lot of people love it. Mm. There was many good lines in the film, Tim. But the one I'm talking about, the one that's often misquoted, play it again, Sam. 
What is it? What is Have it? You heard that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The line is actually Sam. I didn't tell you to stop, you dickhead. <laughs> uh, very good, very good. <laughs> now, last one is so a famous uh, speech during World War Two was Winston Churchill's. Uh, we'll fight them on the beaches. Is yes, that the line? there it is, and there's the incorrect line. So everyone says we shall fight them on the beaches. Yeah, and he doesn't say that. He says we shall fight on the beaches. Uh, he never said well, them. Yeah, we shall. Fight. He was happy to fight anyone, wasn't he? Oh, mate, he was. A, he was a pugilist. So. He used to drink a lot of cognac. Huge amounts. Yeah. He, so maybe you just get pissed up, go down the beach and go, who wants to go? That's right. Well, the yeah. French went in a hurry to come over, but he used to work 18 hours a day. They reckon yeah. he slept for like three hours a night. He was just a working machine, but he'd be half shit-faced the whole time. Yeah. That's what I aspire to. <laughs> Boris Yeltsin, Winston Churchill, guide to working life. Uh, I think we should have a song. Okay. This is from a movie called Once. It's called Falling Slowly. Fantastic. That was falling slowly from the soundtrack of Once. Tim, you didn't like that, did you? Uh, no, not, be honest. It's okay. You don't have to like everything I played, Tim. Perhaps not my cup of tea, but that was all right. I got into it. It, it, it picked up towards the end. It was about 20 seconds in and Tim turned to me and goes, this better get better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give it a chance, mate. Yeah, it. it was actually a really cool movie. It was a really low-budget indie film about a busker in Ireland who meets a girl. She helps him record an album and they fall in love and then right. she goes back to her husband. Right. Did I just mark up the ending for some uh, people? Look, people are what? thinking, oh, that sounds... Oh, she goes back to her husband. No, don't worry about it. Look, we just ruined Empire Strikes Back for everyone. Yeah, true. So we gave away the, the big reveal there. That was in the last 43 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Luke, what did you want to uh, unload on today, mate? Well, um, I'm actually... I've noticed last week that I tend to whinge in this little part of the show. It's that's always right. been a whinge, something that's annoyed me. So I'm going to go the other way this time, right? I'm going to build something up that I've discovered recently. That's right. I can't pronounce it, but I'm going to try. It's called Sriraka hot sauce. I'm not sure. I sort of go sh- sriracha, but sriracha. But do you know what? If you're listening out there in Radio Land on Monday night at 26 past eight, yeah, and yeah. you know the answer to this, call in. Please call in. Call in. You'll call make in. our night. You're welcome to just hang up on us after you've said what you need to say. Just bugger off. But look, I discovered this hot sauce. A bloke at work uh, used to have it all the time. Yep. And I've started just putting it on everything, Tim. It is magic. Everything. Like on my veggies, helps get them down. On risotto, <laughs> gives it a little bit of taste. Nachos, mini pizzas, anything. So pretty much every bit of food you eat at the moment just tastes of sriracha sauce. Yeah, just hot sauce. So everything tastes like that. It's just sriracha sauce with different textures. Where has it been all my life, Tim? We've spoken on this show before about my mum's cooking growing up. Yes. I reckon with that, I could have got through. (laughs) Poor old Sue. Poor Sue. I um, used to have a bit of a thing with Tabasco, the same thing. They're just Tabasco and everything. Yeah, well, it's the same sort of thing. It's just a nicer version, isn't it? It, it, You get tolerance of it, though, too, don't you? Like, it's it's a bit like a a drug. You start putting more and more on to get that heat. Get, because you want to you want to hit that hit the edge yeah you, know, you want to live on the edge that's right and you, you you just end up drowning stuff in it and the problem is too like it, it does go good on the way in but my toilet brush has never had so much work well I believe before. Johnny Johnny Cash wrote a song about that didn't he <laughs> <laughs> now while we're on food Luke I think we need to just probably clear the air on something okay now, I received a message the other day from you with a picture of you holding a packet of seafood highlighter. Yes, yes, I was meant to bring this up tonight. Because so I called it seafood extender. extender. And you were sitting there looking at me going, how can you not know what that is? Yeah. I said, mate, I've never heard of it before. Yeah. And once I realised what you were talking about, I yeah. go, I'm pretty sure it's not called that. Yeah. So uh, went down to the supermarket the other day, found some, 
sent a picture to you Is called it? Seafood Highlighter. But just because it's called that doesn't mean they're right. They might be wrong. What, you're going to argue with the supermarket now? Yeah, absolutely. Where's your extender come from? Is it a I, Queensland I, thing? Is it? Yeah, do you know what it might be? Again, if you're listening and you know the answer to this, <laughs> look, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about that fake seafood stuff. Yeah, it's red the on stuff that, it looks like seafood. It's the stuff you find at Subway. Yeah, you know, that's when you right. ask for seafood at Subway, it's that, that <laughs> crappy that's stuff. Right. That, it's got a I'll vague have, look of seafood. That's about right. It. I'll have the Seafood Supreme and it's like, oh, I yeah. don't know what it's made of, but yeah. it's not seafood. It's, it's certainly not catch of the day, let's no. put it that way. And it's red on one side and white on the other. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly not extender. I'm glad well, we got that out of the way. Yeah, okay. Look, we haven't really cleared the air at all, have we? Because I still <laughs> we just made it more confusing, <laughs> right. I think. Because I think it's extender, you think it's highlighter, whatever. Yeah, potato, potato, mate. Song. All right, let's go. All right. And that's Post Malone with Rockstar. Now, what we did notice, Tim, there was a little bit of swearing in that song. Oh, I didn't notice. Didn't you? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. We, I probably didn't vet it as well as I should have. Uh, that's all right. Uh, no, no one's listening anyway. <laughs> well, this will find out if there are people listening because they'll have to call in after that. If they don't want to call in, how else could they get in touch with us? Well, via the Facebook, Tim. That's fascinating. How would I do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never done it. I think they could just go and like our Facebook page. They yep. send us a message. Yep. We would read it and get all excited. <laughs> Very excited. If you saw how excited I was after getting an abusive phone call last yeah, week. Imagine we got a nice one. Oh, someone actually wanted to talk to us for a change. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Now, what's the time for now? Uh, we have got, funnily enough, Fat mm. and Ginger's mailbag. Oh, please. Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's mailbag. I sort of started taking over this little segment, don't I? I've started getting That's into right. the Facebook and finding out who's been sending us messages. Oh, yeah. We had quite a few. It's a bit of trepidation with the mailbag because none of them are very nice really, are they? Yeah, but I like it that way. I think if someone actually sent a message like, keep it up, fellas, I'd just go, yeah, next. It's boring. like I tell everyone from overseas, in Australia, it's only when people start being nice to you that you won't. Yeah, tall puppy syndrome. Right. And you're either dying or they yeah. hate you or uh, possibly both. <laughs> well, we well, have got a couple of interesting ones here, Tim. Yep. So this first one's from Brad in Windery. Is that you Yeah, that's it. Yep. Windery. Is there a way to vaccine against being ginger? Uh, so if you want to vaccinate against being gingerbread, I think it's all down to the breeding. Is it? Yeah. So if you're- What, what do you stay away from? Other gingers. Yeah. Well, you got to, because otherwise you're going to end up with more gingers, aren't you? I think don't drink Fanta while you're pregnant. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's Burger rings, stay away from those. Carrots. Yeah. It's funny though, because people say carrot top. But the tops of carrots are green. They're green. So it's another misquote. Yeah, there see, you add that to your, your list facts right. Your delivery's been great, but your facts are shit ass. Go yeah. away. I'm starting to get that picture. <laughs> uh, next one. Dear yes. Fat and Ginger, how do you choose your guests on the show? Do you just wait until someone is actually nice to you? It's 100 miles from the truth, actually. Look, pretty much if someone returns our call or accepts yeah, an invitation. Oh, I don't understand. Is that passive aggressive? Yes, it is. Yeah? They're yeah. actually trying to give us crap. Yeah. They haven't really spelled it out well, have they? No, they haven't. But uh, it is a bit passive aggressive, you know, so you're sort of inferring that no one's nice to us and everyone yeah, hates so, us. Yeah, so, and the first person is we get them on the yeah, show. that's right, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll ask you. I take issue with that because the last three guests we've had hated us. <laughs> that's true, so, yeah. That's right. And even more so after spending two hours in here. That's right. We've had uh, headphones thrown at us all three times, I think, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see how we go tonight. Yeah, can Tim I read- Down's still to come. That's right. Can I read the next one? Yeah, go for it. Uh, next one. Dear Fat and Ginger, have you... I don't know if this is the same guy. But it is uh, the same guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. So have you heard of Staples? What's all that about? So he said originally it was COVID-19. Yeah, then Donald Trump. Then Donald Trump. Now he said Staples. Staples. So look, oh, I can just re- just go to Wikipedia. 
All right. Mm. There you go. And just look it up. Is he saying Staples is in the stationery or, or flour and sugar and milk that's yeah, in the pantry? Yeah, like things eh? that you must get. And that sort of probably ties in with COVID 19. Well, a bit. do we have his name? No, we don't. He doesn't leave no, a name. He doesn't leave a name. So, whoever that is that's sending those, can you please clarify? I've got an inkling who it might be. Yeah. But, okay. uh, yeah, I'll have to confirm that. But, well, um, if they could clarify whether I mean staples as in the stationery good or staples as in things mm. you have in the pantry, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, and that co- would add a lot to this show. I mean, initially it was cute, wasn't it? Like uh, the COVID-19 when I thought, well, obviously he doesn't get out much. No, uh, it lives it. in a dungeon somewhere. That's it. And has been let out for two hours a week that's on it. Monday nights from 8 till 10. But now I think he's just taken the piss. Well, this is coming from the bloke that wasn't aware that a ship had blocked the Suez Canal for a week. No, I didn't read a lot of news that week. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time in a bar. You did. Should we have another song? Uh, well, I thought we were going to get to That's Crap. Actually, let's do that. Let's yeah, should a, we do that? Yes, yeah, have the jingle. Play the jingle. Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. Now, this is a segment where we whinge for about 10 minutes, isn't it? Isn't that just a whole show? So it's not a lot different from the rest of the show, yeah. actually. But yeah. uh, look, do you want to go first? And I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm actually going to join in with this one because I completely agree with this one. Yeah, look, I've been wanting to say this one for a while. So the reason I've brought it up this time is because the other night I watched with my children a piece of shit called Kong versus Godzilla. You watched that? I watched it. Why? Movie night at home. What listeners well, probably we, need? We didn't, we didn't legally download it, by the way. <laughs> Is there ever a way to admit your guilt without admitting your guilt? <laughs> Look, what we got to say first, so you're not just a random movie dude either. You, I, you have one of the most- I've in- seen a couple in my time. Your collection of DVDs, all sourced legally, et cetera. All sourced legally, yeah. How many have you got there in the garage? Um, it's closing in on about 9,000. 9,000. I reckon. And you would have watched all those? I've watched most of them. So we could say that you are perhaps, I can't even speak Well, it, it gets to a point now where I don't have time to watch crap films. Yeah. I give it a little bit of time. If it's obviously going to be a piece of shit, yep. I'll just turn it off. So you're a bit of an authority though. Well, I wouldn't say that, Tim, but let's just get to Kong versus Godzilla. And let me, that's not what my that's crap is. Yeah. What I'm trying to incorporate is movies these days. Mm, yeah. I agree. So I grew up working in a cinema, watching some of the great films. I grew up in the 90s there, and there was just a plethora of amazing films, character driven story. Just every year, there'd be four or five absolute classics, and then another 20 that were like, you know, your eights and your nines. Now, the shit that gets churned out these days, and you go, who is green lighting this stuff? So, my problem is that there's very little original content coming out these days. Not only that, everything's a sequel or a, based on something else. Part of, part of, and this is my least favourite thing to do with movies, part of a franchise. Franchise. Like it's McDonald's oh, or something. I hate yeah. that. And, and that's probably, look, the Marvel films, as much as I love them, they've probably got a little bit to answer for there because now studios are just throwing money at films to make these big budget sci-fi stuff. How many are there? How many Marvel films are out there? Oh, I don't know exactly. I'd say mid-20s. It's got to be, hasn't it? But look, they're fine. They're they're great films. I absolutely love them. But unfortunately, what it's done is it's raised the budget level. There's none of those in-between films getting made now. There's either art house films, which generally miss as much as hit. Yes. Or there's big budget. All those ones that were sort of your 40 million, 50 million ones, they're just not happening at the moment. And I know COVID's coming along and we can't make all the films we want to make, but some of the crap I've watched recently, if you have a look at the Oscar contenders this year, well, what it's are a they? very, very poor field. Is it? Yeah. So without any spoiler alerts, obviously, 
what happens in Kong versus Godzilla. Can I actually, not having, no, seen, having, it, not having seen it, you tell me what happens. I, I reckon that either they come to America, the, the two creatures somehow. Go on. Or they go somewhere else. Okay, obviously I'm on the right track. So they come to America and they have a stink. And the stink results in a city, let's say perhaps New York, yeah. being smashed up. And then there's going to be the army who want to blow everything up and then a scientist who has a solution but isn't listened to till right at the end. But you're very, very close to and, it. And, and there's going to be- But what's the thing at the end that you know is going to happen? Oh, geez, you've got me there. And I should the, know. You, there, there's going to be a third mammoth creature involved. Oh, oh, that, um, um, Mothra. No, it wasn't oh. Mothra. They built a big Godzilla out of steel or something, and it actually fights the real Godzilla. Oh, and they and, did not. And is this he's winning until Kong crap. comes and helps him out. It's laughable. Are you serious? I'm serious, mate. Well, they must have spent 200 million on that film. <laughs> and I thought, I'm sitting here at home eating baked beans out of a can. I just want one million. Give me one. You're not going to make any better a film of 199 million. I have one, and everyone wins. That's right. Because oh, I remember watching, do you remember when the original Godzilla came out? Or oh, not the original. Well, sorry. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm having some trouble with the, the connection. Please try again Ooh. in a moment. Oh, someone this? just spoke. They did? What's going on there? That was like a Siri voice, wasn't it? Was. It was. Yeah. Oh, anyway, hang on. Is Paramount Pictures listening to this? Have they, <laughs> yeah, have they just somehow cut us off from? Uh, is anyone else still out there? I don't know. Maybe we just got taken off here. Who knows? Yeah. Let's just keep going. So, no, not the original, but the one that was made. I don't know in the mid nineties, and the one where Godzilla yeah comes with up. So Matthew from, Broderick and that's yeah, the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and what I love, I'm no military strategist, right? But if you're looking to c- capture a giant fish eating reptile or whatever it is. I, I think you're selling yourself short there, mate. Thank, I think you are a military strategist. Thank you. So would you put that giant pile of fish in the middle of the city? No, probably or, not. Or would you perhaps put it in a, I don't know, a paddocked area? I'd probably go to a trout farm or something like that. <laughs> a trout farm. So, something way out of the way. That's right. That's in right. Bright Yeah, they, they put it in the middle of New York and then, yeah. uh, one, you know, are disappointed when things get smashed up. Yeah. Well, New York's copped a lot of shit, eh? You know, yeah. heard a lot and of this is why people there. from New York think they live in the centre of the universe because every yeah. movie happens in it happens in New York, yeah. yeah. Giant waves go through. It's been hit by meteorites. It froze, remember? In, yeah, uh, froze. The, with Dennis Quaid. The day after tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, aliens invaded, yeah. Yeah, all it's, the time. It's a very unsafe place to live. New Jersey, on the other hand, Sopranos. Oh, you got Tony looking after That's you there. It. You're going to be fine. Now what am I going to whinge about? That's assuming that anyone's listening. Maybe that was a connection thing about us being off air or something. I don't think so. Everything looks fine. Everything looks good. Yeah. And I'll ba- tell you oh, what. On, let's let's t- put it out to the listener. Wait, we're about to have our ad. So the ad's about to come on and I can't stop the ad. So the ad's coming It's going to come on whether we like it or not. Yep. How long we got? 46 seconds. This is very professional. How, how long is it going to take to do your that's crap? <laughs> that's what, okay. Easter eggs. It's the only time of the year that you pay for air. Okay. Easter eggs are the same price as a bar of chocolate, yet they're- 95. Empty. Yeah, they're empty, 95% yeah. air. And the crappy brand ones taste like soap. Yeah, there's some pretty bad ones. On the flip here. side, though, with 27 seconds to go, <laughs> caramel surely contains crack cocaine because oh, it is the greatest Kim. thing ever invented. I got a little packet of caramel Easter eggs. Oh, hello. And, oh, my God. Uh, fantastic. If it's not crack cocaine, I, I would happily inject caramel. I, I, I used to be a top deck person, not anymore. Caramel no. all the way. All right, we're going to play now. We, we're just stalling for time. Yeah, we are stalling for time. And all if right. I talk for five seconds longer, we'll go right into the ad and we'll sound professional. If okay. you enjoyed the program you've just heard, at voicefm.com.au. What was that email again, mate? Seamless. 
He's good, Nick, isn't he? He is. I wasn't listening. He's got a radio voice. He has. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because you talk to him normally, Nick, and he just talks normally. Yeah. And then he turns around, there's a microphone there, and he's like, so here we are back at the- That's right. I can't do the voice. No. Sorry, Nick, if you're listening. That no, was a really no, bad impression. No, it's a compliment. But uh, where, where were we? Easter egg. So no. where, where did the egg thing come from? Well, it's, it's all to do with Easter being in spring in the Northern Hemisphere, isn't it? Celebrating is it? new life and come out of winter. You've been through a European winter. Yeah, yeah they're no, miserable. They're not, they're not pleasant. But, no. but what did they do before chocolate? They just gave kids eggs. Yeah, they do the thing. I remember doing it at school where you, you put a pinprick in the bottom of the egg, drain the stuff out of the eggs, and then you paint them and give them Oh, what, people. so you don't even get to eat the eggs? No, no, it's all about the art and all about the expression. Mm. Of, yeah, it was rubbish. Yeah, I can see why they moved to chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, rubbish. But what I hate too is the fact that the Easter egg swans in on Sunday morning and steals the show when the hot cross bun has been doing the heavy lifting from Friday yeah. morning. And that is your staple, so, isn't Because hot cross buns are on sale on Boxing Day, like no BS. Yeah, they the next day. Yeah, they are. They They're are. on sale on Boxing yep. Day. And you eat them, and let's face it, raisin toast is just hot cross buns in a yeah. different format, in, right? In it's, it's, it's the Betamax of... <laughs> <laughs> but you eat your hot cross buns and you eat them on Friday, Saturday, and you eat them on Sunday too, yeah. and then the Easter eggs bowl in like some sort of prima donna. Yep. And so everyone out goes, of the oh, way, mate, I am covered in That's foil. Right. That's right. I'm covered in foil or I'm in a big mm. box. That's yeah. right. Why aren't there any Easter eggs that are solid? Because that would be a windfall, wouldn't it? Oh. Jeez, that's a lot of chocolate to get through, yeah. I suppose. Imagine trying to eat your way through a big caramel. Well, we've got the phone oh. here. During this next song, I'm going to text uh, I just Cadbury Australia. Just and... thinking about it. <laughs> that's, that's imagine. <laughs> I'll tell you ones I do like are the ones with that caramel inside, the goo inside. Oh, the, um, what are those ones Caramello, called? Caramello, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to phone a friend. Let's have a song. Okay. And Tim, Jeff Buckley, one of the all-time, I won't say wasted talent, but one of the all-time tragedy that we didn't get to hear more from Jeff Buckley. Well, what happened to him? Oh, you're not aware? No. Do you know who Jeff Buckley is? I've heard of him. You've heard of him? <laughs> that just means no. Yeah. I, I don't no, know, I know I know who Jeff Buckley is, and I know that he's saying that song. You know, don't know. <laughs> you don't know the story behind it. So he, in about 1994, released that album. It's considered one of the classics. Was working on his second one when he went for a swim in a river and drowned. Yeah. So uh, we never got to hear more from him. Is uh, he Australian? No, no, American. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I might as well be talking to myself here. This is how I felt when I spoke to Tosh about cricket. Yeah? Yeah. So he knew yeah. nothing about cricket. But I'd like to get more enthusiasm from you, Tim. Like, you told me something about ZZ Top, uh. who I could not give two hoots about. Yeah. I at least listened and feigned interest. Hey, hey, Jeff Buckley. <laughs> Jeff Buckley isn't fit to shine ZZ Top's shoes, Oh, mate. right. ZZ okay. Top were one of the- I must admit they had a much better beard. They did. They were good him. on the, They were rocking beards before beards were popular. Yeah, before it was- a hipster thing. <laughs> Let's not get started on that. Now, before we get to uh, Lockie Stevens, who's going to give us an update on stuff, we've got a big competition today. We do. Uh, and it's going to be about your biggest sporting embarrassment, so your most embarrassing moment. Now, I'm not yep. going to reveal mine yet. I'll wait till Lockie's on air. Okay. Yeah. And uh, maybe you can do the same. But it doesn't have to be, it can be playing or it can be spectating, anything to do with sport. I've got a ripping one, mate. Um, during the 09 grand final, I punched my nana and knocked her out. Now, that sounds bad, doesn't it? It does sound. It sounds bad, right? Let me explain, please. You might have to. <laughs> Before the cops start. Under oath up. or? Look, she had it coming. No, I'm only joking. No, so what happened was, I, I don't even remember, it was a very tight game. It was probably the most tense game of footy I've ever experienced. Who are, who are the Cats playing? Sorry, St. St. Kilda. Oh, yeah, And yeah, it never yep. got to more than a couple of goals either way mm. throughout the whole game. Uh, wet day. And right at the very end, we're up by a goal. And we kicked it forward, and Maxi Rook marked the footy. 
Yep, remember that? Right, no. And and we knew there was about 20, 30 seconds to go. It was just a complete release of all that tension. Like a bit of a Leo Barry moment. Like that, yeah, but, but better. Know, but better. <laughs> yeah, right. For me, anyway. So what I've done, I've got my dad, who's not a small man, no. sitting next to me, yes. and my 80-year-old grandmother sitting next oh, to him. God, yeah. Right? Now, I've jumped up with my fists clenched yeah. in the air. I've gone to give dad a hug but swung too much and knocked Nana out behind him. <laughs> right in the chin, and her eyes rolled back in her head. I could see the whites, and she just slumped to the chair. Now, my dad is oblivious to all this. He's just heard the siren go off, and so, we've won the grand final. Yeah. So he's jumping up and down. I'm trying to reach around him, which yeah. I can barely do, to stop Nana from falling over, and I'm going, Dad, Dad, help me, help me. And he's turned around, seen her just with her eyes back, going, you finally fixed her up, did you? <laughs> and so we sat her down. We got the smelling salts out. We got her revived. We said, yeah. okay, now she goes, yeah. And then we just went crazy. We won the grand final. Well, she, she, she would have been happy you won the grand final. Well, she can't remember it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> To so, this day. so she's still with us. Uh, she's still with us, yeah. Oh, but, but ever since then, she's been on the decline. <laughs> yeah, not surprised. <laughs> now, look. So, what's the prize for today? Look, we were talking about it off air before. So, uh, what, we, we've what got a bit got? of funding. What's the, what's the prize? Oh, I can't remember what were we talking well, about. So, there's two options. You can either have a trillion dollars. Oh yes, yes. Or what's in the box? So we have got a, a trillion dollars sitting there in a safe. <laughs> Guarded by Armaguard. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? We're making yeah. it up. We might as well go all the way. Or you can have what's in this box in my hand. That's right. That and, sounds, uh, like, sounds like a I, real conundrum. It is a conundrum. If I was you, I'd probably go for the box. You're more likely to receive something. <laughs> That's. I think last time I saw the box, it was six ping pong balls, wasn't it? I think it's a, <laughs> or, a, or a taped up tennis ball. Yeah, yeah something like that. Now, now, look, you never know what you're going to get. That's the mystery of it. But <laughs> what do they have to do? You write in. Yeah, message in. So message like in. the Facebook page, message in. Yep. And uh, we'll read it out before the end of the show and you'll uh, receive your prize. Your, your box, your mystery uh, box. That's right. So a yeah. trillion dollars. We'll have to send it quickly because there's something alive in there. <laughs> but we have poked a few air holes in the box, so we hope it arrives in the fashion that we Seems it. like an appropriate time to bring Lockie Stevens in. Uh, welcome to the show, former Shield cricketer, Lachlan Stevens. G'day, Lockie. I have the box, thanks, boys. Yeah. <laughs> wise decision, wise decision. Like Luke says, you're far more likely to get that. To get something. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. A trillion dollars, that'd be like a whole house worth of $100 notes, wouldn't it? That's a lot of money. Oh, I think uh, it'd be more. something only the likes of Al Chapo would have <laughs> yeah, seen, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, semi-trailers full of cash. Now, Lockie, I heard an interesting sporting story about you, mate. You were, you, you were quite a fantastic shield cricketer. Did you play in the game where the most ever runs were scored or something? Not the most ever. I'm not sure of the stats. It might have been the most ever runs in the Shield final innings. Okay. Talk us through that, mate. How'd you go? Well, I felt quite good when I walked off for 60-odd. We were none for 150-odd, and I got run out for 65 or something like that. Um, But obviously, uh, when the four of the other top five top batsmen posted double hundreds, I felt a little inadequate. (laughs) So you got ran out by Jimmy Ma, that's right, isn't it? Correct, yes. And was it a yes, no, maybe, wait, and then some swear words? Oh, I can't, look, I can't really remember. (laughs) I I just know it ended badly for me. And then... So very diplomatic. There was a batter came in next called Martin Love and he tore his uh, tore his groin, I believe, early in his innings. So I had to go back out and do all the running for him as he made 200. So as if to rub your face in it, the very thing that caused you to get out, you had to go back out and do. And sorry, just for listeners, how many runs did Marty Love make that day? Look, it was around 200. Everyone <laughs> was around 200. Yeah. So you were out there for ages. 
I was out there for another 300 odd runs while Jimmy Marr made 200 and Martin Love made 200. That's and you're just thinking that and could then, have been mine. And then Shane Watson was batting. That's right. And he also tore his calf. And I was summoned again to go running, but fortunately, uh, Queensland decided at that point in time that they had more than enough runs, so what I retired hurt. And I believe the total was 905, wasn't it? Or 907, I think. I think, we were, I think we were six declared for 900, and I should know, but I think that's right. And just a bit of trivia uh, for Luke. Luke, can you tell me who took the winning catch for that game? I'd say it was our friend here. It was, yeah. Do you want to tell us about well, that, Lockie? Well, that, that was a special moment. Obviously, your 65 was a major contribution to that score too, mate. Well, you know, I took the shine off it for the rest of the play. <laughs> that was my job. So, you know, job done. Um, in the words of George W. Bush. Uh, <laughs> and look what happened there. Look, yes, I was fortunate enough to take the winning catch, uh, but on this occasion when I raised my fist to the sky, there was no grandmother next to me. To <laughs> so, um, you know, I win on two separate fronts there, Luke. Absolutely. Excellent, mate. Now, well, did you get man of the match with your 65 in a catch? Uh, unfortunately, I didn't. No, I fell short, but... Um, very stiff. You know, I'll have to. I'll revisit that. Maybe there was something wrong with the uh, way it was judged. I yeah. went on to uh, went on to ESPN or I think it was Crick Info the other day and looked at some of the bowling figures from that game, and it it is brutal, absolutely <laughs> brutal. There's uh, Mick Lewis, I think, got none for 150 or something off about 90 overs. Oh, and I just think of the guy'd be dead. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Look, it was a long, I've spent a lot of time with the, quite a few of those boys now that I worked out in Victoria and. Uh, I certainly did have a long sort of three days in the dirt. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a lot of, you know, fielding's not the funnest thing at the best of times, but to do three days of it, uh, it was pretty brutal for them. The only one who worked harder than them was you running between the wickets, Absolutely. mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only idiot left me. That's now, right. I just wanted to share, so I thought I'd wait till you're on air to share my most embarrassing sporting moment. It happened when I was back at school. And uh, I'll just give you some, uh, again, some context. I... I used to think I was a fast bowler, and I wasn't. I was hopeless, and I had an action a lot like Maxi Walker, the big all over the place, all over the place. Well, what was his nickname? Tangles. I was off the wrong leg. Yeah, it was hopeless, and people tried to correct (laughs) it, and you know, look over your shoulder, youngie, and do that, and you know, just slow down, youngie. Why don't you try bowling a bit of leg spin? No, no good there. I think I went for forty runs off two overs once. But uh, anyway, so. Back in the days before Shane Warne was really big, right? So pace bowling was everything. Try and bowl as fast as you can. So I was coming off the long run and we had an oval at school and it's uh, not that anyone knows, it was called the Upper Steel and it was quite small. And I came in and anyway, trying to bowl, oh, seriously, off about a 40 metre run up. It was ridiculous. And I've got to the crease and I've let go, the, the head's down. It's like Paul Adams crossed with Max Walker. The, head, the, the head's down, the arm goes up. The ball gets released a bit high, sails over the batsman, over the keeper, on the full, <laughs> over the boundary for six wides. <laughs> and, the, and the poor old umpire is standing there and he doesn't know how to single it. It looks like he's guiding in a bloody jumbo jet. He goes, does, the, does six and then out for the wides. Yeah, it's like he's doing the action for YMCA. Yeah, that's right. And everyone, batsmen included from, I think we were, I can't remember who we were playing, yeah. but they were in fits of like, people were on the ground. It, it, it's hard to strike fear into their heart when they're sitting there laughing like that. Tim, that is a that is a wonderful, wonderful. This is why we need your radio show streamed, guys, so we can actually see the umpire's signal as you do this. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but uh, so that was probably round about the moment I decided to do athletics instead of cricket. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's it should have given you the inkling to, to spend more time listening to Jeff Buckley records, so you could actually have a conversation about it on air. Thank you. Now, Lockie, tell me, you know who Jeff Buckley is? 
Jeff Buckley, wonderful, wonderful singer who who died in the Mississippi River. There you go. See, everyone knows Tim. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lockie, thanks for your time. It's great to talk to you again. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks' time. Pleasure, boys. We'll bring up John Howard's bowling action next time. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, he's up there with Tim Young. He is. See you later. See you, Lockie. Thanks, boys. All, All right. right. We'll play a song. We're going to come back with the man responsible for starting the Geelong Dragons. The Geelong Dragons. The, the world-famous Geelong Dragons. Absolutely, yeah. We're going to chat to Timmy Downs after this. Look forward to it. And credence with fortunate son. Every time you hear that, you just think Vietnam War. Every time. It's on every Vietnam War yep. TV series, show, Forrest movie. Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump was another one. Yep. I think Tour of Duty, I think it was all over yeah. that. Every time. Um, that and Huey Helicopters. Yeah. Vietnam War yeah, every time. Yep. Now, right. Tim, we have a little bit of a treat. Oh, treat A is little bit of a treat. Now, this is one of the great blokes you're ever going to speak to. Yep. He's a star of his own podcast down in Geelong, Alan Connect. Yep. And the big thing about Tim Downs, he's a very, very passionate man. Good. But he started the Geelong Dragons from scratch, who are now known all over the world yes. as one of the great footy teams of Australia. That's right, they are. They are. No, I haven't yeah. seen a team play with more passion, to be honest. Yeah, well, I'm going to play a little bit of a, a trailer for the show B Dragons. Yep. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a fantastic little show. I saw the premiere. Extremely well put together. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of nepotism there, but uh, <laughs> yes. let's, let's have a listen to some of the, the people that uh, Timmy helped bring together. Yep. Oh, no, I have Down Syndrome. The coach said I was too fat to play. He just said I couldn't play at all. As I was around 12 years old, my mum and dad said they didn't want me anymore and I was living under a bridge in Melbourne. At the school, I kind of was shy and I got bullied a little bit. My central vision isn't very good and on the weekends they would go and play footy and I wasn't able to join them. It's a bit more weaker than my white hand. If I ever get bullied, I just go and sit somewhere alone. My brother. He died from a train class. I got told by one principal that I'd end up being in jail in five years. I haven't played before, but I've been wanting to play free for a long time. Now there's an opportunity to show them what holy's like. My friends say make me happy. Amazing to feel a part of a proper footy club. They're like a family, like brothers and sisters. Makes me feel like part of a team. Hey, we're doing our best. We're all smiling, right? That's all I want. Really proud of you. So there it is, B Dragons, Tim, uh, that was on Fox Footy. And it's been seen all over the world. I think in about 40 countries now it's gone too. So you put this team together. Oh, sorry, we should introduce Tim first. People don't know who he is, mate. Oh, mate, yeah, go I'll on. just started talking. No, that's all right. Yeah, because right. I know him very well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so Tim Downs, welcome, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Warm introduction. Hey, I can't take all the credit. Luke, you were the man behind B Dragons, and yeah, it was great. So yeah, thanks for having me, guys. No, that's all right. And uh, so Tim, you are one of the guns at Leisure Networks. Now, Leisure Networks, for those who don't know, is an organisation in Geelong that helps bring leisure activities, including sports and other activities, to people who haven't yet to experience them. One of the great organisations that you ever come across. Every single person who works there is the most positive person. They love their job and they really, really care. Tim, uh, how did you get into this in the first place? 
I'm the youngest of seven. Grew up in regional Victoria. Youngest of how many? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Wow. In, uh, Irish Catholic family. So Not wrong there. You know what happens there. Breed like rabbits. A, a pay TV subscription or something or <laughs> some more board games to... <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> uh, aren't you glad COVID didn't come along back then, mate? <laughs> oh, yeah, imagine that. Exactly man. right. I've, I've, um, I've got an older brother that's got a, a physical impairment. I went to uni here in, in Ballarat, uh, University of Ballarat, now obviously Fed Uni. Um, spent a few years at Basketball Victoria with an inclusion and, and uh, diversity department and then managed to uh, score a, a gig down at uh, Legend Networks and been there for the last four and a half years. And yeah, it's been an amazing ride and have come across some unbelievable individuals and, and their families, which is obviously what the uh, Geelong Dragons are all about. Absolutely. And, and it's been, look, I only know about the Geelong Dragons through Luke's work on Bee Dragons and just the guys I've met. And, and girls, sorry, that I've met have been fantastic and the passion that they've got to just play footy, just to play footy, just to be a part of it is fantastic. Just something we take for granted, oh, isn't it? We've it, always yeah. been, we've had that avenue always. If you wanted to play, you can play. That's right. And uh, you just heard then some of these kids have wanted to play, no one's ever asked them. Or, yep. or giving them that opportunity until till Tim come along. So, mate, I, I know a little bit about the story, but the people that are listening at home wouldn't. How did a Dragons program start? So what was the ignition point there? There was probably an identified need for a, an all-abilities footy program in, in the Geelong region. We had a number of other sports, netball, cricket, uh, soccer, and, and all that jazz. So we were approached by the AFL to create an opportunities down in, in Geelong. Well, right up. Let's just give it a crack. This was middle of middle of the year 2017, and uh, we had a few conversations with our our local uh, footy administration, AFL Barwon, and then from there we progressed with talks with a local footy club, Bell Park, down in, in Geelong, and we had a few come and tries in the lead up to the yep. uh, grand final uh, of 2017, which uh, Richmond won, which was great. So just just you break up a bit there. Sorry, who won the 2017 grand final? Uh, the mighty Richmond Tigers. Okay. Are you a Richmond man? Oh, I certainly am. Oh, Luke, did you hear that? Look at this. Yeah. There's no need to keep going. Look, I just realised what's happening here. What's that? We just keep inviting Richmond supporters in, yeah. and I know why you're doing it. Quality, quality guests, every single one. Yeah. All right. Well, well, you you we'll can talk. let someone else win one for a change, right? Well, Stop being so. greedy. Well, we let Sydney win on the weekend. That's exactly right. Yeah, you let one game. Well, no, Gil comes to us and he says, listen, fellas, you know, come on, once in a while, can we, yeah, and we go, no worries, playing in Sydney. We'll do our bit. We'll do our bit. Yeah. We even let one of our guys get ironed out, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tim, please continue. No, nah, that's all right. We, we kicked off with a team in 2018, so we had... Um, one team that played in the western part of Victoria, so actually played against a, a Ballarat side, which um, some listeners might um, be Ballar- connected the Ballarat to. Ballarat Bulldogs. Yeah, mm. that, that's exactly right. So we had th- about 39 players. So as a coach, wow. I wasn't the coach, which is um, very thankful that, geez, it was tough getting players on and on, on and off that field, trying to get some uh, game a- time. But I think the beauty of it, doesn't matter who it was. They were just happy to put on that Geelong Dragons jumper mm. and be out there on, on the field participating. So There's a lot of people wanting to play forward pocket, wasn't there? <laughs> There's not many defenders here in that yeah, team, yeah, that's for no sure. No one was putting their head up on the back line. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. So, um, yeah, we progressed into 2019 with, with two teams, one based in a, a Metro division as well and sort of snuck up to about 60 players. Wow. Uh, which was 
fantastic and obviously through 2020 we had COVID and, and that was an extremely tough time for, for the group like a lot of people in terms of mental health and expecting footy just to be there as you would normally. Because they just had it given to them. That's oh, right. Yeah. They finally had it given to them. They've played a couple of seasons and I remember what it was like yeah. you know, at the start of last year and you were fantastic Tim with them. You started that group chat and, and made sure that we were all at least touching base once a week but you're right. It's, it was really hard for anyone who had any underlying problems already with COVID. It really exactly exaggerated those, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly did. And, and we had a few uh, online Zoom catch-ups and, and players were able to tell us what they were cooking during the week or what they were doing with their family at, at home. And it, it was a great opportunity to obviously connect and we tried to do a few online uh, training sessions. We didn't have too much success because I'm not, <laughs> not very strong uh, trainers at the, the best of times. But um, but we got we got through it and now we're embarking on a, on a 2021 season with, with two teams. And for some, they've decided not to not to play because they've got other activities they want to be in part of, and that's fantastic that they're able to to do that. But for those that want to play footy, well, that uh, will get started very shortly with yeah, the, with the season, which is great. That's great, and, and I just like I said, I've never seen such passion. And uh, we had your equivalent from Ballarat here a couple of weeks ago, and I'm ashamed of Scott McCarthy. I think his name was um, uh, Tom. 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 Tom McCarthy. Yeah. Yep. And I was saying to him that uh, I'll walk my dogs up past Russell Square where the um, the Ballarat Bulldogs play occasionally, and I remember seeing this big bloke, and you know he, he got the ball. I don't know, about sixty meters out. Took one bounce, took another bounce, mate. There was people everywhere. He could have kicked it about six different people. Nah, he was going for the big ones. And he got to about 30 metres out and he's just kicked the leather off it. It's gone about 70 metres onto the road. (laughs) He's just gone, come on, get around me. Get around me. We heard a few of those, didn't we? It was brilliant. And just just I was there just at the right moment to see this and it was just fantastic, just the passion and just it's it's a pure joy almost. Yes. To to watch these people. Unbridled joy, isn't it? One of those. Games, yeah. It's there's no pretentious and nothing no. like that. No one sort of sitting there going, "Oh, how good am I?" or "How come I'm not playing here?" It's just pure joy to be able to play this game. Yeah. And one of the things I loved about it, Tim, and you would see this a lot in your job, is I had a lot of people say to me, "I've never had friends before. Yeah, I've wow. never had that connection where I feel like I belong to something before." And that was the most powerful thing for me. Not just uh, being able to give them footy, but being able to give them a connection that they treasure. That's Absolutely right. treasure. And that's what that's what sports all about, isn't it? Oh, it's huge. We've got a number of uh, younger people within the community that come down, and as you said, Luke might not necessarily have friends, but they're down there within an hour training session. They've got thirty five of yeah. their um, yep. best mates, and they've got them um, for life. So I think those stories that you see the natural progression of an individual, they build their self esteem, they build build their social network. Yep. And away they go, and, and hopefully that takes them on to, to life in whatever they choose to Absolutely do. Absolutely right. Onwards and upwards. Yeah, yep. fantastic. Should we play a song? I think so. The Gunners. How good's the Gunners? Yeah, I'm actually going to see them in November. Are they going to make it? Well, I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope they don't um, split up by then or, or COVID affects well, it. Well, COVID's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Do they have to quarantine? I suppose they will, won't they? I don't know. Imagine what 14 days quarantine looks like for a rock room. Imagine Slash just sitting there. just uh, yeah. Yeah. So You'd just be steam coming out of his ears. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd find something to do. <laughs> yes, but, I um, think he would too. Yeah, I was just thinking it's good to have Timmy Downs here today it's on a great. weekend where the Cats won and, and Richmond lost. You don't look so smug, you blokes. That's so, what you normally do. Sorry, I, my phone's so, actually broken and we don't have the internet at all. Sorry, who's the reigning premier, Tim? Uh, yeah, sure. what, was, was it Richmond? Oh, that's did right. I, and the year before cats? that, sorry. Um, yeah, it might have been Richmond again. You're yeah. only as good as your last game, gentlemen. Oh, it's steady. We're, we're not here to talk about the past. 
<laughs> Is that what we spent time talking about 2009 before, was it? Yeah, yeah, Anyway, okay. come yeah, on. You got me there. That's all right. And I keep bringing it up, Tim. This is what annoys me. What's that? Is that I will constantly find ways to try and bring it into a conversation and you just go, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you You're not going to beat me at that. No, that's right. We've beaten you in three of our last three finals. If this conversation was happening at the end of the 2016 home and away season, you got it Fair enough. We lost to the West Coast. We lost to West Coast by, what, 130 points, I think, in the last game? That's where the world made sense. That's right. Mario from Doncaster did that famous bit about it and everything. So Yeah, okay. We'll have to find that one day and put it on. It's fantastic. Yeah, can't wait. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, Timmy, uh, Timmy Downs, we'll talk about something more positive than, uh, than Richmond. Uh, so, feet of footy, it's really starting to grow, isn't it, mate? Yeah, feet of footy's massive. Uh, it's going into its 30th year or 31st season. Oh, really? Yeah, due to, due to COVID and, and for Geelong. We've only been involved for the last four years, and it's a great opportunity for people with an intellectual disability yep. to participate in community sport, obviously, in this case, yeah. being footy, predominantly in Melbourne, in metropolitan suburbs, but it now has progressed into western and, and northern parts of Victoria. So how many teams are we talking across Victoria? Oh, I reckon there'd be close to 30. Wow. And then you've got some clubs that have maybe two or, or three teams. Yep. So it's it's getting big. It's its own affiliated league now yep. going into, into 2021, and it's just going to get bigger and, and bigger. So you, you were saying before that Geelong's now got the team in the Metropolitan Competition and a team that plays like against the Wimmera Whippets and the Ballarat Bulldogs and whatnot. How much – like the travel must be enormous for both those competitions. Going, going to Horsham, yeah. that was a long way. Yeah, like you're probably looking that? at five, five and a half hours travel time one way. Is it that far, is it? And then oh, it's three and a half, but you've got a couple of stops in there. And, <laughs> yeah, and, right. and when you had a win, though, geez, it was a fun bus ride on the way home. They were, oh, they were they just singing the whole way home. Up and about. And you would have loved it too. A lot of Queen in there. Yeah, you know? fantastic. A lot of yeah. We Are The Champions. We Are The Champions, That was some pretty good bus rides, mate, weren't they? Oh, unbelievable. They were, those bus rides was a great way for the players to obviously build their, their friendships. Yeah. And, some of the bus trips were real, real eye opener as well. I think there might have been times where we stopped at a, a small town on on the way, and who knows, we might be playing footy in an hour's time to go to a supermarket or a bakery. There's pies, there's sausage rolls, <laughs> there's bags of yeah. chips, there's flavoured milk, yeah, there's the yeah. works. And and for me, that was a yeah, that was an eye opener thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, I will just stick to water and maybe some fruit and some lollies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. There was there was a, enough sugar there to power them for a long time, oh, wasn't it? Unbelievable. <laughs> and you think that uh, on the way back, it's going to be nice and quiet, and players are going to sleep. But it is rarer on the way back than it yeah, is on the way back. Because they, yeah. they only play six games a year. Yeah. So when you have a win, it's like you've won a semi final. Yeah. And they were just pumped and, and just singing the whole way home. And there's some good footballers there, but there's not a lot of good singers, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to uh, we had yeah. to sort of put up with that for a little bit, but uh, it was a lot of fun. So is Horsham the, the biggest road trip you do? The longest one? It has been, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We've done that twice. Wow. So we did that in the first season and second season. Lucky now we're just going to, to Melbourne. So I think the furthest might be lower plenty. Montmorency, so out the other side. So that's, that's, still, a an, that's still an hour and a half, hour 45. Yeah. But it's a lot closer than, yeah, than going, going to Horsham. Yeah, you don't have to sure. camp out halfway. No, no, you don't. So. And so are the players putting their, their hands into their pockets to fund this at all or how does it work? We're very lucky that we've got the support of the community. Yeah, so we've great. got a, a local uh, transport company that allows us to utilise their bus. That's got fantastic. Give them a plug, mate. Uh, McCarry's bus McCarry's in, in Geelong. They've, they've been great over the last couple of years and, and for the players, usually just registration fees and then we'll try and 
source the rest of the funding to, to cover uh, equipment, strapping tape, medical, medical equipment, which uh, doesn't go very far when you've got 40 players going there getting an ankle and, uh, or a wrist or a knee I was going to say, they'd, all, they'd come out looking like Egyptian mummies, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> so that tape goes up. very quickly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're very lucky to have the supportive community that put their hands in, in their pocket and we try and subsidise the, yep. the fees as much as we can because at the end of the day, you, you want to make sure that that isn't a barrier for, no, that's right. for participation. Spot on. So, so always looking for sponsors too, Tim? Yeah, always looking for sponsors. So if anyone out there within this region or, or beyond is looking to get beyond the, the Dragons or even just a, a feeder footy team because I know they're in all- local area. Yeah, I know they're all in the, mm. in the same boat. And as, as it grows, going to have to travel a little bit further and then obviously- Need a few more dollars in the That's in the right, pocket yeah. to support yeah. the increased participation. So That's even right. anyone in this area can get behind the Bulldogs, the Ballarat Bulldogs. And look, uh, we I remember our second game was against them, and they pretty much became our bogey team, didn't they? They they really tell us up in that I first think. game. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty handy. I think they've won maybe four or five yeah. flags down here. So first game down at Geelong, played against Grampian Giants. I think won by maybe. 40 points or whatever it yeah. worked out to be. So pretty world, comfortable. World champions. Yeah, after the, yeah. yeah it was after like the one, first yeah. game. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah. This game's easy. Unbelievable yeah. and think, oh, yeah, we'll roll into Ballarat on the bus and no worries, we'll, we'll take the four points. Yeah. But uh, that would yeah, be good. Yeah. A, yeah. It was something expected. like, I'll have a guess and say about 68 to 2. Yeah, oh, I was think it so. really? Yeah, yeah, it was so a ter- or maybe sixty-eight to one, maybe. I think we scored in the last quarter. Yeah, very close. There was a lot of behaviours had to manage over the course of, of the day, and those. Yeah. No, nah, I'm done. I'm not, not playing footy anymore. That's on the show too, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. a, it was a fiery game, yeah. and I think because they'd done it so easy the week before, uh, and expected to do the same, and it was they were getting dumped into the ground. A lot of a lot of blokes weren't used to it, yep. and they uh, didn't take it too well. And Tim was just putting out spot fire after spot fire. Yeah, it's, it's always a, a challenge every week, and, and that one had a, had a lot of challenges, okay. that's for sure. Yeah, and are you coaching on the field as well? So do you have um, – I know in junior footy there's often mentors on the field, and they wear the, the – I think the purple tops, I can't remember, with mentors. Do you have a similar thing? Yeah, we do. The, the coaches, um, Jai Smith in, in this case, is, is on the field, and because there's a lot of players that have never played footy before, yep. they actually need that coaching or mentoring yeah. on, the, on the field, more of a – Position, so we don't have everyone going forward, and there's a there's a few defenders flooding. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when the under 12s play, and they all trying yeah. to kick a goal. It's just yeah. they go as one big swarm of, yeah. of players. Exactly right. but as, as you said, it's to, to break up any maybe verbal or, or physical altercations yeah. that might take place on on the field, and just sort of concentrate on on footy and hopefully uh, mates at the end of the game as well. That's right. We'll go and have a, a beer or a Gatorade or whatever afterwards. Yeah, or the last of the vanilla slices that you got from the bakery on the morning. <laughs> <laughs> usually something left they're, they're they're on the bus. Something in the chaff bag. Don't worry yeah, about that. Absolutely. They made sure they were well stocked up. And absolutely. there was a, also wet willies you had to watch out for as well, didn't you? Yeah, I think there was a – I was very lucky I wasn't a victim, but I know there was a there was a coach and a few other players and maybe a parent or carer or two might have uh, been victim of a few uh, wet willies on well, those I, I felt trips. really bad because I told one kid to go up and give Jai one and next thing you know he's got his finger – he must have gone up to his knuckle in his ear. I reckon he was <laughs> – it almost come out the other side. That's so, fantastic. Look, uh, should we have a song? Yeah, all right. A bit of Missy Higgins. Oh. You don't sound excited about that. Oh, come on, get on with it. Yep. I've hardly been outside Because we're the special too Now, Tim, Missy Higgins, uh, on yeah. your side when I put that on, I know mm. you don't like those slow. You're, you're a bit of an old rocker, aren't you? I am. 
No so what, what do you got against Missy? It's like, okay. you know when you eat, and I think I've had this before, I've said this before, it's just, there's nothing, it's just bland. It's just, it's like flavourless sponge cake with nothing on it. It's yeah, like okay. tofu, it's just Hey nothing. Tim, I'm having a call here. Get out. Should I answer it? That's a, oh, go on. Oh, hang on. Hello, Voice FM. Uh, hello, this is Wayne from Mount Mercer. Hello, Wayne. You've called in, mate. Wayne, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about the cats, mate. The cats. <laughs> Two weeks ago, mate. Then we're down. Uh, Wayne, if you could, we don't have a, a seven second delay here, <laughs> mate. So if you could try and keep the language to a, to a bare minimum. You're pretty excited about the cats, yeah. mate, are you? Oh, I'm So we uh, we are on fire, the cats. And I'm, but I'm sitting here with two Richmond supporters, Wayne. Who? Richmond? Who are they? <laughs> <laughs> You've blocked them from your memory too. Yeah, no, no, little cats, mate. Talk about the little cats. The little cats. Little cats. Well, you sound like you've had a couple today, mate, celebrating. Good on you, Wayne. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Oh, no, no, no. You sound great, mate. I'm like tuning every week. You guys rock. Thanks, Wayne. You're a champion. <laughs> Cheers, boys. <laughs> That's nice, Wayne. Right. There you go. We've had two callers now. Fantastic. We are on fire. And that one, if we keep this average going, we'll ooh, be about yeah. forty we'll, callers we'll be, by the end of the yeah. decade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, look. Here's the moment that may possibly get us dragged off air. So, are you ready for this? But what are we doing? The skit, aren't we? Oh, Aussies in Hollywood. Are we yeah. going to do that now? I think so. Okay. Why not? Let's play the jingle. Yeah. You're not too smart, are you? I like that in a man. Uh, that's a good thing, right? Aussies in Hollywood. So, you, you, you look a bit nervous, Tim. Are you nervous? Some, some trepidation. I, this is possibly the funniest one of these I've done, I think, but it's also the most risque. Okay. And uh, it's the movie is... The Hopefully Wayne likes it. He yeah. Might, he might let he, us know. It sounds like Wayne would like anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm 43, and those of you around my age or older would remember a movie called The Crying Game. The Crying Game. Now, I do remember it. It's hard not to. It is. It is. And you've got to remember, it wasn't in the enlightened times of 2021. We're talking early in the yeah, year. before everyone was woke. So, and, and that's right. And there's nothing more unwoke than a 13-year-old teenage male back in 1992. No, so, yeah, that's pretty much the uh, uh, bottom of the barrel, wasn't it? That's it. So, just do, do we want to explain the movie, the twist of the movie, before we show the skit? <laughs> For people who haven't seen it, I think you need to explain it. All right. Yeah, so the movie, there's a lot of other stuff going on in the movie. Basically, there's a love, it's a love story, isn't it, between um, uh, a woman and a guy. And anyway, it... To cut this short, <laughs> I've never seen you look so nervous, Tim. You got sweat pouring down your forehead, so and that's a big forehead. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so to cut to the chase, they're, they're getting down to the amorous side of things, and it turns out that the woman uh, is in fact uh, a guy. A I don't guy. know. Is that the correct way? You say? Yeah, that's there. Well, yeah, yeah he he uh, he, he yeah, yeah, see, yeah, see, it's not easy, is it? No. He pulls her drawers down, and uh, there was something there unexpected. That's right. Sitting there, staring him in the face. That's right. Um, now, just to give you guys an idea, when this, I don't know if you knew this, but a little bit of trivia, when this film was released in China, yep. you know how they always change the titles? Oh, they're like pretty forward thinking yeah, over there. Forward yeah. thinking. They changed the title to My Girlfriend Has a Penis. <laughs> is that really what it was Which sort China? of gave the whole twist away. It does, yeah. yeah. And look, the movie actually isn't a bad movie. The, the rest of the movie's all right, but as a 13, 12-year-old boy, you just couldn't get past that. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. look. Well, I did. <laughs> I got past it Let's play after the thing. three or four watchings. Um, now, this is the scene, right, where he uh, – but, yeah. but what, what we like to do is imagine an, an Aussie ocker 
has rewritten it. Has, has rewritten it and has taken over that role. That's, That's what, what we like to do. Yep. So, um, yeah, this might be our last ever thing we ever do on Voice FM. So let's play. Yeah, it. thanks for listening. Yeah. Hey, this is on. Now listen, I've had a couple, so I apologise in advance if I'm a dud root. Now let's get these off. Oh, Jesus Christ. You did know, didn't you? I thought you knew. Oh, well, come this far. Listen, fella, let's get a quick one in and go kick the footy. Gripping stuff. Now, we will find out if we have got... Oh, we're in so much trouble. We will find out if we've got any listeners now. Is the switchboard lit up? No? No, we're okay. I think we're good. I think we're okay. We'll cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> I just... The only reason we did that one, too... We wanted to use that sound effect. We used to use a sound effect. Yeah, it's, it's so best. juvenile. Yeah. It's nothing about anything else other than that one we sound We just giggled like little schoolgirls when we were doing <laughs> we that, did, didn't we? Just played again. Do you want to be, really? <laughs> uh, in for a penny, in for a pound, why not? Hey, this is on. Now listen, I've had a couple, so I apologise in advance if I'm a dud root. Now let's get these off. Oh, Jesus Christ. You did know, didn't you? I thought you knew. Ah, well, come this far. Listen, fella, let's get a quick one in and go kick the footy. I've got to say, too, I've got to say that the Australian version of the guy in that movie takes it far better than the guy does in the actual movie. Yes, yeah, he's a lot less kind, (laughs) isn't he? Far more tolerant. He's not interested in footy at all. (laughs) No, far more woke. uh, Anyway, um, it was nice to be here on Voice FM. Thank you for having us. Uh, Look at Timmy over there. He's looking disgusted. He's going, why have I wasted my Monday night coming in here? Let's play a song. No, no, no. We'll talk a little bit more. We've got okay. to, we'll, let's right. talk to Timmy a little bit more. So, Tim, uh, I don't know how we follow up after that, mate. Yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about Let's get back to uh, – and uh, look, you don't just look after the footy at Leisure Networks. There's a lot of different yeah. programs you what guys do. Tell do, us yeah. about some of the other ones. Oh, where do we start? Um, well, we look after, uh, obviously, cricket during the uh, the summer season. Mm-hmm. Tim, you'd be uh, pretty happy with. Yeah, absolutely. But then, obviously, as we progress through winter, you've got netball, you've got futsal, you've got soccer. And these more so for people that might have an intellectual disability, so your autism, Asperger's, Down syndrome, and then yep. there's also the opportunities for those that might have physical impairments with wheelchair basketball and, and tennis and, and rugby and, and that kind of that kind of jazz. So anything, any sport, really, that people, anyone in the community can participate in, we try and replicate that. I, I was amazed. I watched for the first time about six months ago, watched wheelchair rugby, and that is brutal. Have you seen Murder Ball? Is it the, are they not that's the same doco? thing? Yeah. That, that's a doco, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Sorry, so doco about wheelchair rugby. I've heard of it. I'm going to watch it because wheelchair rugby, it is full on. They oh, hook in. It's unbelievable. Like, it just cl- just crash and yeah. bash and yeah. just... Right, out, let's score a try. That's it. You talk about collision sports. Yeah. Wowzers. I haven't seen it. Oh, no. do yourself a favour, as the great man used to say. Yeah, okay. Is he still yeah. alive? He is, isn't he? Uh, Molly? Uh, Molly, yeah, he's yeah. still going. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to take the focus off you. No, work with that one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, there's a, there's a lot of different sports, mate, isn't there, that, um, that we do. Now, I don't know if you knew this, Tim. I tried a new sport um, up in Wangaratta. Last week I was up there filming called Pickleball. Have you come across that yet? I have heard of it. Yeah. I haven't seen it in action, so it might be something that we could uh, I thought of replicate. you straight away because it, it's like tennis but it's slowed down and it's it's like uh, I guess you're using like table tennis bats and a plastic ball to make it ball come off really slow mm. and you're playing on something the size of a badminton court 
Mate, I absolutely loved it. And I was playing against some older people. They were in, probably in their 60s, I'd say. And they just wiped the floor with us. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they'd played it before. But just a fantastic sport that the whole family can play, whether you're a little kid, whether you're an older person. And I, I just thought of you guys and I thought that would be something that you guys could get behind. Yeah, let's get it done. Let's find a, an empty store in a Westfield or a shopping centre down in Geelong and let's make it happen. Yeah, we can do that, mate. No worries. That's it. All right, let's play a song. Yep. And that was Muse with Butterflies and Hurricanes. What did you think of that, Tim? That was all right. It was all right? Yeah. Yeah? That's about the most you've given me tonight for all my song choices. Yeah, no, I'll give that uh, a solid six and a half out of ten. Six and a half? Yeah. I'll take that. That's a credit. Yeah. yeah. Well, Missy didn't even crack four out of ten before. Three. Three? Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, now, we're still here with Timmy Downs, the brains behind the Geelong Dragons. Now, Tim, uh, we're heading into our third season as a footy club, and I know you're a really passionate guy, mate. I, I've seen you with tears in your eyes after a, a win and uh, people coming up and congratulate you, and, and I just know that how much you actually care about these players. They're almost like your, your kids in a way, that you really are passionate about it. Yeah, have you got a few moments that really stand out to you? There's certainly a few. Obviously, the very first one is the very first game for the, the Dragons back in, in 2018. That would have been huge, wouldn't it? Oh, it was massive. There was a huge crowd. There was, there was parents, there was carers, there was friends, brothers and mm. sisters. A lot of the Geelong players came down. Yeah, they did. Really. Yeah, that's great. Young fella, Sammy Morford, who's an um, assistant in their footy department, which a few people might, uh, might know of. So he kicked a couple of goals and gave him a few high fives. So that's, that's number one. And there's... There's probably two big ones. And then the second one is uh, 2019. The team made the grand final. Yep. Um, they were pretty confident going in. And fortunately or unfortunately, they lost by a point. Oh. Now, for a lot of people, that might say that's the worst thing that happened all season. But personally for me, it was an opportunity for them to experience um, and build their uh, – what would you – Like character. Yeah, yeah, character. Resilience. Resilience. Yep. Um, to then go into – Obviously, then the next season, which which didn't happen, but I think just the expectation that right eight winning means everything. But at the end of the day, mates, players were there for each other. There were a few tears and and people throwing hugs and and whatnot. And for me, that was a, a really big moment for for the Dragons program yeah. in. Being able, being able Taking to deal it to with the that. Ne- next step. There was um, sort of a spectrum of emotions, wasn't there? Obviously, the grief at the start, but then uh, within twenty minutes, they were in the room singing the song. Like they'd won it. Yeah. And then we all went out to uh, have a, a bit of pizza and a beer afterwards and it was just a really great atmosphere, wasn't it? Yeah. And, yeah, and probably one last one, we played a halftime of Essendon and the Cats, JLT, yeah. 2019. Yeah. Uh, so beat Dragons up on the uh, up on the scoreboard at, at halftime and just the atmosphere that was around there and players were kicking snags from the boundary, going around, <laughs> giving high fives and, and all that jazz. That was an unbelievable moment to be, be able fantastic. to give that opportunity yeah. to, to be on the, the ground of GMHBA was was incredible it was mate there was a couple of players that said that their dream was to run out on that ground and when they got to do it they just come back in and said well that was my dream I've done it tick so yeah Yeah. it was an incredible moment it was yeah huge unbelievable was there any hairy moments over the journey where you thought oh oh, we're in a bit of strife here there's almost nearly one every week but uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, there's a a couple there at at training when you you might have to uh, ring an ambulance or or two just in case uh, something is, is quite serious at times, it, it might not be uh, very serious, but obviously you've got to take uh, all precautions when w- when we're working with people with a disability. So that's uh, that's one. Social media is a bit of a killer at, from time to time. Oh, There's yeah. obviously a, a few messages that uh, get flown around left, right and centre, particularly after a, a loss or if someone's uh, looked at someone 
bit differently than what they normally would. So there's there's a couple of uh, challenges we're in, we've encountered, but 95% of the time, it's an absolute joy to, to be involved with uh, the Dragons program or, or feeder. The smiles you, you see on the players' faces and then uh, the parents and, and families is yeah unbelievable. And as Luke said, I've, I've shed a few tears over the last couple of years and I don't know if I'm, I'm proud to say that, but um, I think, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. The uh, I guess the personal relationships, for me, it's not just about work and this is something that I do in, in work. If I wasn't um, involved, I'd certainly go down and, and watch a training or, or, or a game. It's, yeah, it's great. So your take-home message would be go and see a game? Absolutely. If you've got the chance to see the uh, Ballarat Bulldogs or the Geelong Dragons or, or a team anywhere in Victoria, I'd, I would highly recommend it to be the best hour of your life within the, the footy season. So going from, from April through to the end of, of August, um, feeder.org.au, go check it out and, and see where a, a game is close by you. And and if you can, don't be afraid to uh, get around the, the team and, and see yeah, what Yeah, put your hand up. There's always uh, looking for volunteers as well, aren't they, Tim? Yeah, they certainly are. And, and just the half-time or quarter-time speeches, if you're allowed to in these uh, COVID times, geez, you'll, you'll hear some uh, <laughs> some pretty strong rev-ups. Not necessarily <laughs> from, the, from the coaches, but from the, the players. players. Oh, yeah. yeah, sometimes they just have to herd them in the right direction, don't they? Because they get very passionate. And, and sometimes when the other team is, is, is a physical team especially, sometimes that can be misplaced, that passion. But at the end of the day, they've always got the, the right messages at heart, haven't they? They certainly do. And there's plenty of people that want uh, want the ball kicked on their head so they can take a big uh, pack mark or a big screamer and then go back and, and slot the goal. Uh, no doubt there's a few messages in there that, yeah, I'll put the team on, on my back and away we go. <laughs> hey, look, Tim, thanks very much for coming. You've, you're a wonderful bloke with wonderful passion for what you're doing. It's great to see the world needs more people like you in the world, I think. Absolutely, mate. And one thing, uh, Tim, as you know, I don't know if you know Tim Young, is that the TV series, we're currently working on turning it into an international documentary. Get out. So we've got a, a very talented editor working on it as we speak. So, and, what, you? Uh, no, no, not no, me. No. no, not me. Fantastic. It's great uh, news. For, aimed at international film festivals. And, and look, the more that story gets out, the better. I, I watched it. I loved it. So it's fantastic. Excellent. Thank you, Tim, for coming in, mate. Uh, we're, we're good friends, but it's always nice to see you again. And uh, especially on a weekend, like I said, where Richmond haven't gone so well. And Geelong had a good win today. So... Always good to see you on those weekends, mate. Oh, perfect, guys. Thanks for having me in and, and thanks for allowing us the opportunity to have a, have a chat and jump on KO to see B-Dragons. It's a great TV series. No worries. Thanks for coming down. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tim. The Big O. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you look at him, it, no way you get a gig these days No, as a musician. No, I thought well, he meant playing footy. Well, I don't know. He might have been. There like, is a blind leg too. He would have been yeah, up for that. Yeah. He wasn't blind, was he? Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Roy Orbison. Why did he wear the dark glasses all the time? Well, no, just he was cool. Yeah, I yeah. always thought he was blind. Well, if you're listening, give us a call on 5 <laughs> No, don't, because we're about to go. So, look, um, well, I'll tell you what, we'll address Roy Orbison's eyesight next week. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google that. Yeah, go on. And see, uh, not right this second, no. but after the show. Yeah, while you're driving or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when I've got all that time driving back to Geelong. Um, I'll, I'll fit it in between my Netflix. So, no, I, I always thought he was. Anyway, it's not, it's not really that important. So how do you think uh, the show went tonight, Tim? We we had a, a great guest. T- We've had some good guests, haven't fantastic we? Fantastic guests. Every guest yeah. that chooses to come on the show is fantastic. They're great. Yeah. So. And it's not just the people that are nice to us, like that no. bloke thought so. Like, no, you know, that's 
right. The only ones that even bother to talk to us, we just get them on the show. No, it's great to hear people who are passionate in their field and um, I just think uh, what Tim's doing with with those guys down there. Oh, it's incredible, mate. The the, the joy he has brought into people's lives uh, is something that will never be forgotten around Geelong and it's great to see so many people taking an interest as well. So, And yourself, mate, what have you got on this week? You got much on? Back to work, unfortunately. Back really? to work tomorrow, yeah. Oh, tomorrow? Yeah, which is no good. Isn't it tomorrow public holiday still or not? Oh, I don't know. I haven't figured it out. I've just got to yeah. go in because we're having some stuff done and I've got to be there, so. Are you going to be okay? I don't know. We'll see. I'll come be out there tomorrow. I'll come and see you. Come and see me and we'll I'll cheer you up, something. mate. All right. Hey, look, thanks again. Thanks to Lockie. Thanks to Tim Downs for coming up. Thanks to Voice FM for having us. And uh, I think that's us. Thanks, Lukey. Yeah. Thank you uh, to Wayne. Who rang oh, in? Oh, Wayne from Mount Mercy. Yeah, of course, we've, yeah. Had, we've had two call-ins now. That was the only positive one we've had. That's right. Yeah, yeah. last week's one just told us to uh, stop stuffed. being so selfish. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, we have, thank you to Wayne. Thank you to the people who are riding in on mailbag. Now, if people want to ride in throughout the week, yeah. let us know what your thoughts are. Go to the Facebook page. We're not scared to cop a bit no, of criticism. Absolutely yeah, not. We're, so we're both fat and ginger. We're used right. to criticism. Absolutely. So go to the Facebook page. Send us a message on there, and we might read it out next week. Yep. No worries. That's right. us. Goodbye. Shut down.